Hello and welcome to Wednesdays with the YP. This is William Davis, youth pastor at Clay's Mill Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for joining us today on the broadcast. We always look forward to Wednesdays when we can join our youth pastors, youth workers, teenagers, and everyone for Wednesdays with the YP. And it has been exciting days here in Lexington at our church as we gear up for our big youth conference and uh, moving into our new building, as well as some exciting times in our state as everyone in the nation is talking about Kentucky, as uh, there has been a, uh, a revival going on at a college here just close to our place, and everybody's talking about it, everybody's fighting about it, everybody's uh, discussing whether or not it's it's real and what's going on and people are coming to Kentucky and and uh, going down there and and it's it's just uh, it's been a wild mess and so um, and regardless of how you feel about it uh, you've had to read about it and um, so uh, I just wanted to, to just kind of share uh, a, a uh, not what I not my opinion about it. Uh, about what's going on there, but I just wanted to talk to you because I'm praying for my teenagers as our youth conference comes up, and if you're planning on going to the eight-hour youth conference in Illinois, or or you've got plans to come to the NYFC or or uh, another youth conference or camp, uh, you you start praying for your teenagers, and I feel like we all desire. Uh, revival. We all desire uh, God to work in the lives of our teenagers. And as youth pastors, we pray for that, we want that, and we desire that. Um, but at the same time, uh, we we are uh, uh, very cautious of of uh, what we've been warned about in the scriptures, uh, and so and what's going on, especially nowadays uh, in uh, in churches uh, and in in other uh, movements as far as false doctrine and false teachers, and so. Um, I just I, I have to I have to base um, what I've what I see um, I have to base what I know uh, and, and on scripture and what I've experienced and uh, being a youth pastor since 2008 being a pastor four years before that I can only base my definition of revival on scripture and what I've seen in the lives of the people I pastored and the youth, the, the teenagers that I've had since I've been a youth pastor. And so I jotted down recently some, some things um, about revival. And I, today on the broadcast, I want to give you five results revolving around real revival. Five results revolving around real revival. And I read a book when I was in college by R.A. Torrey that a few of these come from. Uh, and then a couple of these come from just experience, personal experience when I got right with the Lord. Um, and so uh, I think, though, if you if you really think about it, practically speaking and spiritually speaking, uh, these are basic. But this is really what happens, or, or what I've seen happen, with teenagers, with adults, 
with people whenever they experience a revival in their life. Now, the term revival means to bring back to life, uh, to to give life again. And so um, five results revolving around real revival. And so this is what I've noticed when a teenager experiences revival, when a an adult experiences revival. These five things take place. Now, they're not immediate. It doesn't necessarily happen immediately. And I feel like sometimes that's what we want. We want an immediate experience. Uh, we want a, a drive-through revival. And that's not that's not always scriptural. You don't just drive up, get out, go in, get revival, take your bag of revival, get back in your car, drive home, and uh, and say, "Hey, I picked up revival on the way home." Uh, you know, let's all let's all share it. Uh, that's not necessarily how revival works, or that's not how I've seen it work in in the twenty three years I've been in ministry. So, five results revolving around real revival. Let me just share them with you. Number one, I see or I've seen cleansing from sin, cleansing from sin. The Bible even tells us in a very, a very well used and often used passage of scripture in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, that, that if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. So there we see a cleansing from sin, turn from my wicked ways, humble themselves. Um, we see a confession of sin. And, and over the years, I've seen adults and teenagers alike, when they experience a revival or a renewal of, of spiritual life, they, they confess and they cleanse themselves from sin. And this isn't necessarily just in June or July each year. This is a sometimes a, a once a month or uh, this is on a Sunday night service when the preacher preaches and they come to the altar. Uh, this is uh, in personal devotions revival. It uh, doesn't have to be a special meeting. This can be personal devotions. But Revival, a result uh, around real revival, one is a cleansing from sin, uh, me getting right with God. And, uh, and so that's, a, that's one of the results revolving around real revival that I've seen or witnessed in ministry. Then number two is a calling and exalting of the Savior. I've noticed that when there's real revival, a result revolving around that is prayer and praise to the Savior. Prayer and praise to the Savior. When a teenager gets, gets right with God or, or, or has revival in their heart, they will pray and they will sing. When a teenager is backslidden, they, they don't like to sing in church. But when a teenager gets right with God, you'll notice they start to sing in church. Why? Because they, they're okay praising God after they've had revival. And praising God is a result of having had revival. Prayer 
talking to God, spending time with God, that fellowship no longer being broken is a result of revival. And so uh, he says that if I regard iniquity in my heart, he'll not hear me. And so that that fellowship being broken, uh, if, if that fellowship's broken, my prayer life, my praise life is not gonna be right. But once I ha- have revival, then then a result of me having revival, my prayer life will be restored. My praise life will be restored. I'll sing, I'll pray. I will call out and exalt the Savior. That's a result around real revival. So a cleansing from sin, a calling out and exalting of the Savior. Then number three, number three, the third thing I've I've seen, a result revolving around real revival is a commitment to the scriptures. A commitment to the scriptures. If I'm going to experience real revival, there is something that takes place in the heart and life of a teenager, of a Christian, when they experience revival, where they say, I love God. And if that's the case, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. For me to say that I love him and not do the things he says, he says, why do you say you love me? Therefore, if I experience revival, then there would be a renewed commitment to the scriptures. I want to obey God. Therefore, a lot of times teenagers, when they experience real revival, they will begin to reread the Bible. They'll start their Bible reading schedule over. They'll start back reading the Proverbs every day. They'll pick back up that devotional book and they'll renew that commitment to the Word of God. They'll start to obey the Word of God. They'll start to read the Word of God. They'll start to rekindle that love for the scriptures. That's a result revolving around real revival. Number four, another result revolving around real revival is church services. Church services. In the New Testament, after... Jesus started the church. Everything, every move of God revolved around the local church. I have a desire to be in church. Church is a good thing for a Christian. And when my heart begins to not enjoy church, not want to be in church, not enjoy the preaching of the word or the singing of the of the praises of God, not to enjoy the prayer time, not to enjoy God's people and the fellowship of God's people, then that is a sign my heart is growing cold and I need revival. And when I have revival, one of the results of a real revival is I will love God's people. 
I will love the hearing of God's word. I will love the praise of the Savior. I will love calling out in prayer to my Savior. I will love the church because he loves the church. Nowadays, many times a revival, if we're not careful, we let someone tell us a revival can give us disdain for the church. That's not scriptural. Every spiritual victory the Christian has is connected to a church. The preacher is connected to the church. A ministry of the church somehow helps us with that. And so I, I think, uh, or I've seen as a youth pastor, whether we go to a camp or whether we go to a conference or whether we uh, uh, are, are uh, going, uh, taking our teens somewhere, uh, or when I was a pastor and we had a revival uh, meeting, you know, where a preacher came in, that preacher was from a church. That conference is at a church. That camp is connected to a church. And so everything God does is through the local church. So real revival, a result of real revival is that I would be connected to the church. And when I got right with God, I got plugged into the church. If I experience real revival, I'm going to want to attend church. I'm going to want to serve the church in the church. The way you serve God is not, well, I'm going to serve God. How are you going to serve God? Stay home. I'm going to I'm going to serve God in my house. That's not that's not how you serve God. The Bible says that that the way I serve God is by serving others, the least of these. Well, who does that? The local church. When we go out knocking doors and winning souls and picking up uh, boys and girls and men and women on the church buses, that's how you serve God. You serve others. So if I experience real revival, uh, real revival comes through the local church. So a result of revival would be to be plugged into my local church. Now, I may not, I can have revival under a tent or in my devotions or in my house, in my living room, but a result of that revival would be to be plugged into a church serving in that church because that's how God intended for us to serve him was to serve others in the church or through the church. So a result of revolving around real revival is the cleansing of sin, the calling and exalting of the Savior, a commitment to Scripture, church serving, and then last of all, a commission of soul winning, a commission of soul winning. If I experience real revival, it may not be immediately that I feel a burden and I feel the boldness. But if I really have revival, I'm talking about what what was dying, what was cold, what was indifferent, what was what was backslidden comes comes back to life comes right with God. 
and I have revival in my heart and I get right with God, I confess sin, I, I exalt Jesus the Savior, I call out to him in prayer, I, I, I commit to the scripture, I start serving in the church and I have revival, one of the results of revival will eventually be sometime the boldness and the burden to have the commission of soul winning. You see, I don't have revival and wait for sinners to come to the revival. A result of real revival is that I take the revival to the sinner. I take the gospel and I preach the gospel to every creature. That's a result of real revival. Maybe I was intimidated and scared and ashamed, but I had revival and I got a burden for the lost who were dying and going to hell. And I experienced real revival in my heart and I began to get burdened. So I obey the commission of soul winning and I go out and I tell them about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ that paid for their sins. That is a result of real revival. Now, I've seen teenagers have revival. I've seen them go from backslidden to on fire. I've seen adults go from sitting and soaking and souring to serving, soul winning. I've seen it. It's not immediate always. It may take more than one service. It may take more than one sermon. It may take more than one reading of the scripture. It may take more than one prayer time. It's not always a drive-through experience. But some of the results of real revival are cleansing from sin a calling out and exalting of our Savior, a commitment to the Scriptures, a church that's serving, and a commission to soul winning. When I pray for my teenagers before a youth conference, I lay out their names as they've registered for the conference. And I pray for them individually, maybe where they are spiritually. And I'm praying, God, I, I pray for this one, and I pray for this one, and I pray for this one. I want them to have real revival. And I want these results to revolve around that revival. I don't know where you are in your life, but you don't have to be in Kentucky to have revival. 
these results could revolve around your revival that you have in your devotions this morning. It's just between you and God. Youth pastors, before you take your teenagers to a meeting or a camp or a, a youth conference, pray. Pray for real revival. Pray for these results. Pray for these changes in your heart first and then in theirs. Let's not let revival become a cliche word. God, please don't let that happen because we need it. Our teenagers need it. Our churches need it. But we need the results of real revival. Hey, listen, check out ypilife.org. And until next time, keep serving the next generation.